0: Hello and welcome back, Darren Mitchell here and welcome to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on this beautiful first day of the working week, Monday the 15th of March 2021. Trust you've had a phenomenal weekend and looking forward to another huge week in sales and in leadership this week. So in today's episode, I want to ask you a question off the top and that is, if you were to describe the environment that you've created for your sales team or for your team, how would you... Describe it. Now it's a really interesting question, and when I ask that question, often I get somewhat of a quizzical look from people because they've never really contemplated this thing called environment, and and they're not really sure about what in, is included in the environment. And so often I'll get questions that come back to say, well, hang on, what do you mean? What do you mean environment? I, I try to create an environment that is um, happy and vibrant, but I expect people to do what they're there to do, and that is make sales. Move the needle needle forward, deliver revenue, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So often the response I get is very surface level and very tactical. And so often it's a case of, well, I've got I've got my KPIs in place for my team. They know what they need to do, and I'm here to maybe uh, oversee them, or sometimes in some in some cases, ride shotgun with them to make sure they're delivering the numbers. Now this is where a lot of sales leaders, and I dare say, a lot of companies, make the mistake, and that is they don't focus enough of their attention on The environment that they want to create, and when I say environment, let's just talk about culture. It's the culture they want to create. Too many organizations and too many sales leaders, unfortunately, spend too much time trying to work on the structure, and at the first sign of maybe success not being where it needs to be or maybe challenges coming, they often look at, let's change the people, let's change the structure as the first response to that situation. And very rarely does that in itself actually result in any fundamental or transitional change or long-term change to the business and therefore the results they get. Uh, What they're missing is a very, very important step, and that is the environment that's been created. And this is what exceptional leaders do above anything else. If there was one thing that separated the exceptional leaders from their competition, it's the fact that they focus their attention on creating and then maintaining an exceptional environment which is predicated and founded on high performance. Now if you've been a listener to this podcast for a while, you'd know that I'm a huge fan of John Maxwell. And John wrote a book many years ago now called The Five Levels of Leadership. And that actual start that started that concept started out as being the five levels of influence. And the more he taught it, the more he realized that influence is leadership and leadership is influence. So back when he started to teach this particular uh, structure in terms of the five levels, It was back in the day where a lot of people thought uh, leadership was positional and therefore was more about management books and therefore, how do I better manage my team? And so, hence he was talking about influence. But over time, and the more he taught this, the more he realized that uh, influence is actually all about leadership. So, he made a transition, I think, early 2000s to now talk about the five levels of leadership and hence he wrote the book. Now, the point, I, the point I raise here is that in terms of creating an exceptional environment, this is what the sales leaders, great sales leaders do against their competition, is these great leaders, they're able to very quickly move from level one, which is positional leadership, i.e., I am a manager, therefore I have the title, you report to me, therefore you will do as I say because of hierarchy. They move very quickly to relational leadership where it's not a case of you have to do what I say, it's a case of people want to do what I say because I've, I've built a great relationship and there's a trusted relationship there. So I've I've actually moved away from just being the manager and telling you what to do to now creating an environment where people want to do something because of the relationships that I've actually built with those people. They then move very quickly through level two, having created that level of, I guess, trust and that really solid foundation around respect to moving on to level 3 which is all about performance and it's the results and a performance level of leadership. Now it's at level 3 where the rubber really hits the road and performance goes to a whole new level because it is focused on delivering results. It's not just being uh, having a nice conducive environment to people feeling good about being part of it. That's important, but at the end of the day, you can have a great team who feels really good about being part of a team but don't deliver any results. And this is what separates the exceptional leaders from their competition in that they do that foundation they build that really solid foundation but they move very quickly into using that foundation as a platform to deliver results and this is where the sustainability and replicability of results really hits the mark when it comes to uh, being an exceptional sales leader because at the end of the day the scoreboard will say have you won or have you not won and so this is where they, they spend their time now a key part of this is the exceptional leaders will very very quickly and very easily be able to define what success looks like. So they are experts in defining what success looks like. They know exactly what sort of behaviors need to be put in place, they know what systems need to be put in place, they know what process needs to be followed. And so they're very, very granular when it comes to defining what success actually looks like. The other thing they do is they invest in very, very heavily, having done that in their biggest asset, which is their people. Now, a key part of this is this is not just about coaching, developing, and giving them training programs, mentoring them, et cetera. It's actually getting a lot more granular than that, and it really comes down to these guys, these exceptional leaders, they know what intrinsically motivates every single person in their team. They know exactly what gets them up every single morning. They know why they're in the organization. They also know why they're part of the team. Now, question for you, as a leader, as a sales leader, do you know exactly why your team comes to work every single day? Do you know why they've chosen your organization? Do do you know why they've chosen to be in your team? Now, if you haven't asked that question, it's a really, really intriguing question to ask because you may be surprised in terms of the responses that you do get. But it is a really, really critical question to ask because this points to what kind of environment you are trying to create. But also, it also, but also, it also, it also indicates what sort of environment you have already created, maybe not through any uh, any tangible or conscious development or conscious thought, Uh, because what it does, it tells you exactly why people choosing this organisation. So, if you haven't asked that question of your team, I challenge you this week to go and find that out. Now, every single workshop I do, every single uh, client that I work with, at some point in the relationship, in some point. In that particular workshop, we'll be having a conversation around uh, environment. We'll be having a conversation around um, how to get the best out of our team. And when I ask that question, you know, do you know what motivates your team? Do you know why they keep coming back? It's very rarely that does anybody put their hand up and say, "I know exactly why every single member of my team actually comes to work every single day." That is a rarity. In fact, it's probably in the top in the top one or two percent of people who would actually. Uh, respond to that question with an affirmative, definite, yep, I know exactly why that is the case, which presupposes there's right now across the entire, not just in Australia, across the world in leadership, there's this huge gap, but also a massive opportunity for us as leaders to really tap into this and get to know our people at a more granular level, but also know what motivates them, what actually gets them to get up in the morning, what drives them so that we can create that uh, inspirational environment. Because here's the thing, if we know what motivates people, then when required, we know exactly what lever we can pull in order to unleash their potential and therefore unleash the potential of the team. Now, I want to make something really clear here. This is not about us as sales leaders being motivators. I don't want you to be a motivator. I've been there, I've done that, and quite frankly, it doesn't work. So if you're if you're one of the people, and I've talked about this in a previous podcast, if you're trying to motivate your team and they're expecting you to motivate them, please stop because it's just going to bore the hell out of them and it's going to frustrate the hell out of you. Uh, We are not motivators. What we are though, we have a responsibility to create an inspirational environment that empowers our team to be motivated. And that is why you can actually separate yourself from everybody else through being exceptional but it's the reason why you therefore need to find out what actually motivates your team. Now, when you do that, when you've got people that are maybe not operating at their fullest potential or maybe they've, they're have they not operating on all four cylinders, then you know exactly what sort of levers potentially to pull. And this is where you can start looking at, well, okay, based on this individual, uh, if I'm maintaining a certain level of environment and certain expectations, where is this person maybe falling down in where is this per- where does this person have some gaps and based on that how is the best way for me to tap into that give them some assistance give them some support maybe give them some direction to help them make a make a change make a shift make a slight adjustment so they can get back on track and get back to where i know they need to be and where i know they know they need to be. So this is where you can start thinking about things like, well, is it a is it a motivational thing? Are they are they lacking for whatever reason and level of motivation? Whether it be Mondayitis, whether it be they're really tired, whether they've just had some bad news, whatever the case might be. Is it a case of, well, we've got some got some challenges around motivation right now. Well, that that's fine. That's one thing and therefore that leads itself to a certain lever you potentially can you can pull. The other thing to think about is is there a is there a skill gap or a capability gap here? So do they have some issues with maybe not following the right process or they need some training or some development in how to pitch correctly or how to, how to hold a more effective conversation with a senior executive? Uh, or is it a case of they need to be able to write a more uh, powerful, more strategic, less waffly sort of email or executive summary? Whatever the case might be, you can actually then think about, okay, is it something to do with their level of motivation or is it something, therefore, to do with their level of skill set? Now, depending on where they sit, depending on this will change, and this could change daily, right? <laughs> because you've always got to be the look at, and it's not about pigeonholing people, but it does give you an indication as to what levers you can pull and therefore get back to that uh, that level of exceptional environmental factors that we're talking about, is if you've got somebody who's pretty low in terms of their level of uh, motivation for whatever reason, and in the thing they're working on right now, they don't have the development um, uh positioning yet or they haven't yet developed that skill set, then for this person, you're going to have to spend some time with them and maybe direct them a little bit. Give them give them uh, the guideposts, give them the checklist, give them the process, uh, show them by example and get them to follow you exactly step by step by step because they probably don't know what they don't know or they're blinded by their own uh, process and can't see the forest for the trees. so they need somebody to literally show them the way. And so you might have to be very directional, which means you might in fact have to spend a little bit more time with them than perhaps somebody else within your team. But doing that and investing in that person at that particular time is going to assist them not only develop a high level of skill in that particular area, but if you've always done the, already done the work in terms of knowing what motivates this person, you've now got to leave it a pull to remind them as to why they do what they do so you can start to lift their level of motivation. If you've got somebody who's pretty low in skill but have, has a high level of motivation, then maybe you're just going to have to guide them. You might have to uh, show by example. You might have to uh, give them the step-by-step guidebook. You might have to write a couple of emails so they get the the gist of what you want them to do or what the success looks like, what excellence looks like. But with this person, it's not necessarily a, a gap in motivation. It's it's merely they're not, they haven't yet developed the competency around a particular area, and this is where exceptional sales leaders know exactly which levers to pull, whether it's a motivational thing or whether it's a competency or capability thing. You're going to have people also who are highly skilled, and for whatever reason, they potentially don't have the level of engagement or the level of motivation that you would expect, and as a leader, I always take responsibility for that to say the first question I always ask myself is, okay, what have I done to create an environment where this person feels not as motivated or not as engaged to be here and be part of the team so that's on me it's not necessarily on them I still have to know what motivates them what what brings them to work every single day but if they've got high levels of, of skill set and capability then I've just got to look at how can I better inspire this person now how can I how can I tap into their intrinsic motivation and really get them excited about that again or how can I buddy them with with somebody else who is more, motivated, and who I know will be able to transfer their level of motivation, therefore inspiration onto this particular person. So through that process, I'm going to inspire them. And then there may be one or two, maybe three, not that many, it's a minority here who are both highly motivated, but also high levels of skill set, and these are guys that just want to do more. They're, they're always stretching the envelope, they're expanding beyond their comfort zone, they're looking for more opportunities. They're looking for more responsibility, and often these guys are going to be your likely successes because they're self-starters, they're eager to learn, they're eager to serve, and they're great examples for others to follow, so they can help you in no uncertain terms create and maintain that exceptional level of environment. So Look at those people. Use those people as positive examples, positive role models, but also don't neglect them because it's very easy when you've got somebody who's demonstrating all the capabilities, maintaining the great environment doing the things they need to do. It's very easy as a sales leader in particular to not invest as much time into them because you probably think, I don't need to spend any more time with them. Well, the key is you do have to spend more time with them. In fact, it's mandatory to spend more time with them than it is, for example, somebody who is not necessarily uh, performing at the level they need to be. So if you don't, then very quickly they'll start to get disengaged and what will happen is their involvement there their uh, motivation levels, their inspiration levels will start to wane because they're not getting, the, uh, not getting the attention they deserve uh, based on the work they're putting in. So something that's really, really important, I'll talk about that on a different podcast coming up. But here's the thing. Environment is everything. So here's the question for you today out of today's podcast. How well do you know your team? Have you tapped into their motivators? Do you know exactly what motivates them to come to work every single day? Do you know why they've chosen the company that they work for do you know why they've chosen the role within the company that they work for and why have they chosen your specific team why do they keep fronting up every single day now if you don't do that and if you haven't invested enough in getting to know them and why they do what they do, it could well be the gap that when filled will truly be the difference between delivering those exceptional results compared to the results that are being delivered today. So there's your challenge. If you haven't found that information out from your team and individuals within your team, then make it a priority this week to do just that. You might just be surprised at what you find out, and it may just be the catalyst that unlocks the the key to the kingdom of exceptional performance. And of course, as a reminder, if you are committed to taking your sales leadership to that exceptional level and a key part of that is doing what we've just talked about today is getting to know what motivates your team and creating that exceptional environment then let's work together one-on-one and let's help you do that over the next 90 days so you can develop those exceptional results but also enable your team to do exactly the same thing to do that simply go to my calendar leadwithdarren.com pick a time that suits we'll sit down and have a conversation over zoom and uh, we can get ready and get started as early as this week. So I look forward to having that conversation. And the other thing just before we finish off this episode uh, is a few favors. One, if you could subscribe subscribe to the show, that would be phenomenal on the platform that you're listening to. That will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be digested. And if this message resonates, and if you're listening to the podcast and have for a while, and you feel that there's somebody within your circle of influence that could benefit from this, then please share it with them. Please forward the, the link to them and, and suggest that they listen and plug in to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. And the other quick favor before we leave, if, if you can do me a massive favor and, and rate the show on the platform you're listening to as well, particularly if you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, rating the show just makes it easy for other people who are just like you searching for uh, inspiration or information on sales and sales leadership to more easily find the show. So it'll be a great, uh, greatly appreciated. So until next episode, hey, spend some time really finding out what... Your team is motivated by what really is it that, that that brings them to your to your environment every single day, what keeps them coming back, and what keeps them involved and moving forward. So when you do that, you'll move not only one step closer to being that exceptional sales letter, they will also move one step closer to being exceptional sales people as well. And we know that when that happens, you become absolutely unstoppable. So with that, I uh, look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best.